right, here we are Thursday night. Hope everybody is doing good. Just like we did on Tuesday, we're going to be going in and out of Afghanistan, into Afghanistan, back to Texas, into Afghanistan, back to the vaccines, into Afghanistan, back to COVID-19 and a myriad of other issues. Stay with me tonight. We're going to move fast. Ian Miles Chong tweet launching right off the bat here. Here we go. The Pentagon knew about the attack ahead of time. Why were Marines still stationed at the gate? Let's go, let's go over that again. Now, this section that I'm going over tonight, I've named the Afghan 13, the Afghanistan 13, 13 American soldiers that died for absolutely no reason, that died because of gross incompetence. This is not going to fade into the past for me, just like Benghazi has not faded into the past. You never know on this podcast when Benghazi will come up again, because I refuse I refuse to forget about the 2 million babies aborted per year in the United States alone, 60 million per year in the worldwide, because God's not going to forget. If God's not going to forget, and I am his servant in Christ, then I'm not going to forget. And when 13 American soldiers are butchered because of the galactic, uncaring incompetence of Joe Biden, Mark Milley, Lloyd Austin, General McKenzie and a myriad of others that I could name, Anthony Blinken, anybody else you want to name. All, by the way, all those are people that were involved directly, not all of them, but almost all of them were directly involved with Benghazi also. The Pentagon knew about the attack ahead of time at the Abbey Gate. That was the name of the gate where those 13 soldiers, primarily nine out of the 13 were Marines, were stationed at the Abbey Gate. They knew specifically that there was going to be an attack at the Abbey Gate and left them standing there and did absolutely nothing. They knew that this was going to happen. Where do you get that from? It comes from Politico. Pentagon, this is from the Politico. Pentagon prepared for mass casualty attack at Kabul Airport hours before the explosion at the Abbey Gate. Detailed notes of three classified calls provided to Politico show top Pentagon officials knew of em, knew of the imminent threat but struggled to close Abbey Gate. How do you struggle to close Abbey Gate? You know what you do? You close Abbey Gate, you morons. And 13 soldiers would be alive today, but these people don't care. It's just like right now, we just basically had Roe v. Wade overturned in Texas, and they're mourning the loss of people surviving. They don't care about human life. They're murderers from the beginning because their father is Satan. Just 24 hours back to Politico. Before the suicidal bomber detonated an explosive outside Harmi Kazai International Airport, senior military leaders gathered for the Pentagon's daily morning update on the deteriorating situation in Afghanistan. Speaking from a secure video conference room on the third floor of the Pentagon at 8 a.m. Wednesday or 4.30 p.m. in Kabul, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin instructed more than a dozen of the department's top leaders around the world to make preparations for an imminent mass casualty event. You know how you prevent a mass casualty event, moron Lloyd Austin? You move all the people away from it so you can't have a mass casualty event. That's what you do. 
You don't prepare for a mass casualty event. You move the mass casualties away from the, from the event, you moron. That's what you do. According to classified detail notes, the gathering shared with Politico. During the meeting, General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, warned of significant intelligence indicating the Islamic State's Afghanistan affiliate ISIS-K was planning a complex attack. The notes quoted him as saying, commanders calling in from Kabul relayed that the Abbey Gate, where American citizens had been told to gather in order to gain entrance to the airport, was highest risk and detailed their plans to protect the airport. I don't believe people get the incredible amount of risk on the ground, Lloyd Austin said. I don't believe people get the incredible amount of risk on the ground, Lloyd Austin said, according to the classified notes. On a separate call at 4 that afternoon or 12.30 a.m. on Thursday in Kabul, the commanders detailed a plan to close Abbey Gate by Thursday afternoon, Kabul time, but the Americans decided, but the Americans decided, but the Americans decided to keep the gate open longer that longer than they wanted wanted in order to allow their British allies who had accelerated their withdrawal time to continue evacuating their personnel. While, while Great Britain was doing what they're supposed to do and we weren't doing anything, we decided to stay at the gate to help them withdraw their citizens while we did nothing to withdraw ours to continue evacuating their personnel based on the nearby Bar Baron Hotel. American troops were still processing entrance to the airport at Abbey Gate at roughly 6 p.m. In, in Kabul on Thursday when a suicide bomber detonated his explosive vest there, killing 200 people, including 13 U.S. servicemen. So they knew in advance, totally and completely knew in advance you actually had Lloyd Austin said, I don't think people realize how bad this is going to be. You know what you do when you know it's going to be real bad, Lloyd, is you prevent it from ever occurring. This is what happens when you have academics in charge. This is what happens when you have people with no real world, world experience that have never handled any sort of dire situation directly their entire lives. They've sat in offices and told other people possibly how to handle them, but they've never been in them themselves. This is what happens when these academics, these people that are out of their element and out of their league end up in charge. This is what happens is people die. And see, it doesn't matter to them because it's not their family. That's why the southern border doesn't matter to Democrats because it's not their family being raped. It's not their family that's been killed in a DUI crash with a, with a illegal that has no driver's license. It's not their family that's been uh, the victim of crimes. When it does, when it does finally happen to them, and this is what's happening in California right now, this is why you're seeing the, the, the very strong possibility of Gavin Newsom being recalled is because Democrats are sick and tired of living next to human feces and needles and having their houses burglarized in the middle of the night by the homeless. So when it's starting to affect the libtards, they actually possibly could start taking action. But it doesn't affect them. Lloyd Cards went home, slept like a baby that night. Mark Milley slept like a baby that night. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris slept like a baby that night. Anthony Blinken, he's just fine. They absolutely, they're all of them, they're absolutely fine. All right, Chuck Cholesterol tweet, breaking. WAPO says, Washington Post forced to tell the truth. 
because there's so much, there's galactic amount of evidence, so it pushes even the left leftist media, the really the Gestapo brown shirt Goebbels media, they actually have to finally tell the truth because there's so much evidence out there they can't, they can't possibly not tell the truth. So the Washington Post says, U.S. given chance to secure Kabul, but Biden wouldn't allow it. Here's the article, Conservative Review. A new report has showcased precisely how horrific a job Joe Biden did in his withdrawal from Afghanistan. And it is far worse than we could have imagined. The head of the Taliban, the head of the Taliban, met with U.S. leaders before the fall of Kabul and offered to let the United States keep the city and the airport, but but the Biden administration declined. So these 13 soldiers, the Afghan 13, they would all be alive right now if Joe Biden hadn't turned down the Taliban's offer for him to secure the entire city of Kabul. The Taliban said, we'll stay out. You can have the whole city and the airport. We'll stay out. So nobody would have ever gotten near. How did the bomber get in? The bomber got in through a Taliban checkpoint. The people that had secured the airport were not the Marines. The Marines were on the inside. The Taliban was on the outside. The people that are securing Kabul Airport, Harm, uh, um, Karzai Airport, where the people actually secured the perimeter of that airport was the Taliban. Remember, they were given the list of all Americans and all Afghan allies. So who comes in through their checkpoint? The bomber from ISIS-K comes through there and blows up 200, 200 civilians and 13 of America's gold, America's treasure. Why? Because Joe Biden turned down the Taliban. He could have secured the entire city. Nobody could have even gotten to the city. They never would have gotten near our guys. But instead, because Joe Biden doesn't give a crap, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about soldiers. He slept like a baby that night. He's going back on vacation this weekend, back to Delaware. He doesn't care. But I think the moms of those soldiers care. I think the sons and the daughters of those soldiers care. I think the spouses and the brothers and the sisters of those soldiers care. They'll be burning with this for the rest of their lives. Why Joe Biden and and the rest of them like Barack Hussein Obama and Michelle Obama and Anthony Blinken and Kamala Harris while they sleep like babies at night, butchering America's treasure. And by the way, just to make sure that I'm an equal opportunity offender, George Bush is just as guilty. All right, dissidents unite video. Gold star father tells Hannity that Biden checked his watch after each casket. Listen, this, is a, this video is about three minutes long. You have to watch every last second of it. Play it for me. Parent watching right now understands this. No parent should have to bury their sons or daughter. It's not supposed to work that way. He was scheduled to return home on September the 15th and retire and marry his fiancee, Nicole. I can't imagine how you're feeling today. You know, it's... it's it's the absolute worst feeling in the world. Um, having, having them be away for so long and doing the job that they, they all love, there's no doubt about it. Um, being a Marine it, to these guys is everything. And having this happen to these heroes um, every one of them's a hero. There's no doubt. Every last one of them. They they died with their brothers 
and their sisters right next to them doing exactly what they all wanted to do, and that is defending this country. America's national treasure. That's how I refer to them. Yeah, absolutely. You, you chose not to meet with President Biden. I don't know if you want to comment on that. And I'd like to know, when I saw Biden look at his watch, I was literally was like, you, you got to be kidding me. Because all of this to me was preventable. Because we saw them on the march. You know, we, we had April, May, June, July to extradite everybody and our equipment. We didn't do it. There's no excuse to me for this. Why did you choose no. not to meet with the president, Darren? For exactly the reasons you just gave. Um, we, we said absolutely not. We didn't want to, we didn't want to deal with him. We didn't want to, we didn't want him anywhere near us. Um, we as a family decided that that was the way it was going to be. Um, in reference to the checking of his watch, that didn't happen just once. That happened on every single one that came out of that airplane. It happened on every single one of them. They would release the salute and he looked down at his watch on every last one, all 13. He looked down at his watch. And as a father, you know, seeing that and the disrespect and hearing from his former uh, leaders, one of his master sergeants said exactly what you just said, that this was avoidable, that they left them over there, they had them over there, and let them down. And that, that we can't have that. We, it, it can't happen ever again. We also abandoned Americans. Americans now are on their own. We left them behind. Mark, yep. you want to comment on the watch incident? Did you notice the same thing? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I actually leaned into my son's mother's ear and I said, I swear to God, if he checks his watch one more time, and that was only probably four times in. Um, I, I couldn't. I couldn't look at him anymore after that. Just considering, especially the time and why we were there, it was. Uh, I found to be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. I so there you go. Now I wrote this down. Here's the. Here's the timeline for you. This is what Biden did. He evacuated all the soldiers first before evacuating. All of our equipment, all of our allies, you should do the soldiers last. Then he gave up Bagram Airport with $85 billion worth of our military equipment, which has now made the Taliban the 26th largest army on the planet, sitting right between Italy and, and Germany. That's, where the, that's what Biden did. He created the Taliban army. They now have an army that is slightly larger than Italy's and slightly smaller than Germany's. You aware of that? Facts. That's the truth. Gave up Bagram Airport, gave up $85 billion worth of equipment, Black Hawk helicopters, a biometric computer gear, uh, night vision goggles, three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand, can't remember, rifles, refused to secure Kabul. He, he was given Kabul by the Taliban. The Taliban said, no problem, we'll give you the entire city. You can secure it yourself. He refused to do that. Explain to me why that would be. How, is it incompetence or is it treason? 
Explain to me why you wouldn't secure Kabul when your enemy says, go ahead, just take it. You can secure it, use it as long as you want so you can evacuate everybody. Why wouldn't you? Why would you, why would you give up Bagram, which is a far better site to evacuate everybody, then be offered the entire city of Kabul? And then he said, no, he goes, okay, well, you can have the airport then. He said no to both. Why would that be exactly? Except if you're actually trying to be incompetent, trying to cause an American defeat. Tom, it's conspiracy theory. Well, you know what? I think you have to look at it. You saw earlier I was playing from Sam Faddis on, ben, on Steve Bannon, CIA analyst. He's saying you're gonna, we're going to have to look at this now. Is there treasonous activity going on here? Why is everything benefiting China? Why is every last thing benefiting China right now that bought off Hunter Biden at $1.5 billion, 10% going to the big guy, right? Don't we have to look at it? I mean, how is it that you close Bagram, which makes no sense? You're offered to secure all of Kabul, which the 13 soldiers would be alive right now if he had done it. You don't do that. Then they offer, okay, you know what? You can secure just the airport then. Then you don't do that. Why would that be? Except if you're trying to cause an American humiliation. So he doesn't do that. So he doesn't see your cobble. He knows that there's an eminent threat at Abbey Gate where our 13 soldiers are processing people in. Doesn't do a daggum thing. Not a thing. Hours and hours, 12, 13, 14 hours, or maybe even a full day in advance, he knew all about the threat at Abbey Gate and didn't do a daggum thing. Nothing. And 13 members of our military are now dead for absolutely nothing. You know, there's one thing. When you, got, when you have our soldiers storming the beaches of Normandy or even in Desert Storm or all of our other different wars that we shouldn't have been in, but you know what, no matter what, once the soldiers are on the ground, I mean, I'm in favor of the American soldier, of course. But when they're actually in warfare, that's one thing. But dying for absolutely no reason because of Democratic Party incompetence and uncaring, that's another thing. Those are two very different things. So he knows about the eminent threat at Abbey Gate and does absolutely nothing. And 200 civilians are dead. And I do say this, and you may think this is callous, but most importantly, 13 American soldiers are dead because of people like Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, General McKenzie, all the rest of them. That's the reason. Now, here's real life. Now, this is a video, this TikTok video from James Laporta. And it says, U.S. Marines salute car owned by Marine Sergeant Nicole Gee. She was the one that has the baby in her hands. If you saw the picture of her, she's the one with the baby in her hands. She's the one who died there for absolutely no reason except for Joe Biden's galactic incompetence. But here's her car. She pulled into this parking lot at her Marine barracks, pulled into her parking lot, and she parked her car. And was going off the duty, going to going to save lives, and Joe Biden caused her death. And here's what the Marines are doing with her car. Play for me.
There you go. Let's go to the Bruce Gibson tweet. This is Joe Biden now. He was checking his watch in between all of this, just so you know. Saying goodbye, Terry Norris, the mother of PFC Cody Norris, killed in Afghanistan for absolutely no reason due to the incompetence of Joe Biden. Kneels before, beside his coffin at Ellington Field. See, they, Joe Biden doesn't know what this is like. You're like you, you say, you know what? He had a son that died. His son died of a brain tumor, and that is tragic. He wasn't killed by his own president, by the incompetence of his own president. His coffin at Ellington Field after his body was returned for burial. A boy, Cody Norris... A boy, Cody Norris, from La Porta, Texas, gave his life for your freedom. She gave up her son for our freedom. Put up the next one for me. There you go. It's a sad deal right here. This is what Joe Biden has caused. And leave that up right next to me for a little bit. Joe Biden did this. Joe Biden. There's apps. Listen, military men die in war. We get it. It's not acceptable. I'm just saying this was not warfare. This was us leaving a country. It was very easy to accomplish it. Never would have happened under President Trump. Never would have happened under anybody who's competent at all. But this is what it caused, caused. And they don't care because it's not their son. It's not their daughter in that casket. They don't care. And this is why Church of America, the evangelical church in America, this is why you don't put masks on your face. This is why you don't capitulate to a lie and allow a fraudulent election for a fraudulently responded to virus. Oh, Tom, those are two different things. That's incorrect. The reason why we had a fraudulent election that elected a fraudulent president was because the American church started judgment begins at the house of God. First Peter chapter four, verse 17 is because an evangelical church in America capitulated to a lie, said you had to wear a mask, said you had to strap on, you had to lock down, said you had to quarantine, social distance, rub your hands 40 times a day with alcohol gel for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. American church apologized to this woman because this wouldn't have happened under Trump. And that this, we had to have a fraudulent election where you could put sucker boxes all over all the Democratic strongholds in America because everyone was too scared to come and vote. Nobody was actually too scared to come and vote. It was Democrats used it as an op opportunity to manifest millions of unsigned, unverified, untraceable, and now disappeared ballots. That is what has happened. That's what happened. That's exactly why Joe Biden is president. It's because of COVID-19. Then lives are lost, not from the virus, but because of incompetence. I know lives were lost because of the, vi uh, the virus, not as many as they say, but this is because this, this person, this soldier's life was lost because of, of galactic incompetence caused by a fraudulent election that the American church and many other conservatives, I expect it from the liberals, kowtow to a virus with a 99.9% post-infection survival rate don't, or destroyed for lack of knowledge. You don't even look into it. It's the next black plague. You don't even look into what it really is and who it really harms. You just close your church, strap your mask on like a compliant fool. Well, people paid with dire consequences because of your actions. You need to turn. If my people who are called by my name should humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Yes, it's wicked to have a mask on. It's wicked. 
It's wicked to take a vaccine for a virus with a 99.9% post-infection survival rate. These things are being used all over the globe to usher in tyranny, to usher in the mark of the beast, to usher in communism and the new world order and the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Prince Charles and all the rest of them. You might want to turn now because the entire European Union can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their mark of the beast, I mean, sorry, vaccine passport. You might want to think about repenting now, Pastor Love. We're doing this because we love thy neighbor. We put masks on because we love thy neighbor. No, you put a mask on because you're a capitulating fool who's afraid to make people feel uncomfortable. That's not the love of Christ. That's abiding in lies. Let's go to the next one. Alex Jones was right. This photo speaks volumes, pandering to Black Lives Matter, pandering to Latino communities, uh, pandering to the WNBA. And what does he do for our heroes? Checks his watch. As the father said, after every single casket that came off the plane, you had Biden checking his watch. Facts from the witness on the ground. All right, Javier Majeris tweet, breaking Speaker Pelosi blocks names of 13 service members killed by suicide bombers from being read. So you had probably House Freedom Caucus members, if I was to guess, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts of the world, but I don't know that. From being read. So they requested these names be read on the House floor. What does she do? She blocks them from being read. Blocks them from being read. But but I think I have the video. I don't know if I put it on the pregame or postgame of the show. But she just rejoices, rejoices at the names of many other, the names used in Black Lives Matter, whether, you know, I I just, there's so many speeches where she she sits there and exalts the names of people who are not heroes, like George Floyd. She, thank you, George Floyd. Thank you, George Floyd. Thank you. I hope I have that video. I don't know if I got it or not for this show. If I don't, I'll get it for a future one. Thank you, George Floyd. Thank you. And then blocks the names. Can you imagine that? Who can be that callous to block the names of our 13 service men and women from being read, read on the House floor? Who does this? If we had any semblance of a media right now, she would be impeached for doing it. But nobody cares on that side of the aisle anyway. All right, switching to Texas now. We're switching to Texas off of Afghanistan, going to Texas. What is going on in Texas? Well, for all intents and purposes, Texas has defeated Roe v. Wade. If an avalanche begins, Ron DeSantis, come on, you're next. Come on, Ron. Christy Noma said she's in. Come on now. I know Christy Noma's not perfect, but when she's right, she's right. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'll criticize anybody on the show and I'll uplift anybody on the show if they do what's right. So this Texas, what they've done is they put an abortion law in place where you cannot have an abortion if there is a detectable heartbeat, which is roughly six weeks. So it's for ease of conversation. It's another heartbeat bill, but it's very, very different. And it's now passed the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has decided to let it stand. And of course, John Roberts turned coded on us again. So it was 5-4, should have been 6-3. But John Roberts voted in favor of banning this law. But luckily, Gorsuch, I got the games, Gorsuch, Coney Barrett, Alito, Thomas, and Kavanaugh, got them written here, they all, they all voted to keep this law in place. What it is, is Texas did it different. It's probably, if I was to guess, Ken Paxton, the state attorney general, has something to do with it, but I don't know that. 
because he's awesome. You need to support him. I believe he's running for another political office or running to be reelected. I'm not sure. Support Ken Paxton. He's the one who filed the lawsuit with 21 states to try to examine the election. But anyway, so this current abortion law is that you cannot have an abortion after six weeks if there's a detectable heartbeat. So what they did was the state does not enforce this. It's civil. Anybody and everybody can sue anybody and everybody involved if there was an abortion after a detectable heartbeat or if the heartbeat wasn't checked. Even somebody who drove the person to the abortion, even a nurse that helps with the abortion, everybody can be sued. And the, and the minimum that they can be sued for is $10,000. They can get more than that. That's what they've done. So the state isn't even enforcing this. So they, they've whooped them all, and everybody on the left is through the roof. So Michael Knowles did a great job of summing this up. You've got to see this. Play it for me. Texas law, which was passed in May, bans all abortions in the state after around six weeks of pregnancy. The law is not based on some arbitrary timetable. You know, six weeks in one day, and it's a human being, but six weeks minus one day, you know, five weeks and six days, and it, it's actually not a human being. The, the law is based on when you can detect a heartbeat and you can detect a heartbeat very early because these are human beings. So because a lot of women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks, the law effectively makes abortion illegal. Now, how does this law operate? There have been plenty of heartbeat bills and they've been struck down by various courts. So what makes this, this law a little different? The law allows private citizens to sue abortionists and anyone else who helps a woman to obtain an abortion, including some sicko dude who gives the woman a ride to the clinic or provides financial assistance for the abortion. The citizens can bring these suits, even if they don't have any connection to the people that they are suing beyond their relationship as citizens. If they win in the lawsuits, the law entitles them to a minimum of $10,000 in damages plus attorney's fees. So this is really providing an incentive or a disincentive for the abortionists and for the various ghouls who help out in this process. We haven't seen laws like this before, and it makes it a little bit harder for the courts to strike it down. It's a brilliant, brilliant law, and I'm very glad that it's in effect. The White House is, is furious. They're really, really upset that, that babies will live. There will be babies today who are not murdered in the state of Texas. There will be babies today who will go on and have a long life. And in 10 and 20 years, you'll be able to talk to these babies who are alive because this law is in effect. And the White House is furious about it. They consider it an extreme threat. On abortion, um, we've seen in a number of states, Republican-led states, an effort on voting rights, for instance, to pass similar legislation throughout the country uh, on voting rights. What's the level of concern at the White House that the decision on Texas specifically will lead to a similar raft of laws across the country? And what is the recourse for the White House at a federal level to help prevent this? Well, the step that can be taken is for the is the codification of Roe, something the president and the vice president have called for and would require Congress to act on. Uh, I will note that certainly we've seen this is not the first threat to Roe we've seen in a state across the country. It's an extreme threat. And again, I would just note, this is offering up to $10,000 to individuals who report someone who is going to get an abortion. I mean, that is what we're talking about here. So, and, and beyond that, as I've already outlined. Based, <laughs> to use the lingo of the kids, based, awesome, great, love it. It's a, this is a great, great way. By the way, you're going to hear that this, this law is punishing women. It's going to throw women in jail. It's not, it's not. You're not, you don't get to sue the women. You sue the abortionists.
and you sue the little minions of the abortionist and you sue all the, and the, the cads and the degenerate men paying for the abortions. You get to sue all of them. Those are the people. Now keep in mind with the next person I'm going to show you from CNN here is Jeffrey Tubin talking. Remember who Jeffrey Tubin is known just, a you know, Mr. Mr. Lover of abortion, absolutely world renowned baby butcher. Keep in mind that Jeffrey Tubin impregnated one of his best friend's daughters and then tried to force her to have an abortion. She didn't, so she, he's now got a son or a daughter that's alive right now that he needs to, Michael Knowles says in a minute, look, have to look into their eyes and actually tell them why it is that I wanted to kill you. Second of all, don't forget that Jeffrey Tubin was, was the one who was caught pleasuring himself on a Zoom call and was removed from CNN for a, for a period of time. And then this is who they're asking his opinion of, they're asking his opinion of the Texas law. A person who tried to force his own best friend's daughter, who he impregnated, to have an abortion. So you got to understand the evil behind these people. It's it's not just, this is not politics. People have, pastors, why are you involved with politics? It's not politics. It's evil. You've got to get that down in your heart and in your head. This is a spiritual war that we're in. Not violence, Facebook, don't ban me again or YouTube, not violence. This is spiritual warfare. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Second Corinthians chapter five, chapter 10, verse five. So I wanted you to just keep that in mind as you see this man's mouth moving. Play it for me. You know, the, we've been accused, those of us who have been saying that Roe is about to be overturned as being chicken little, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. We'll see, because it certainly looks like the sky is falling now. The sky is falling because fewer babies will be killed in Texas. So you see this? And these are the same people that tell you, come on, COVID-caving Christians. These are the same people that tell you to vaccinate. The same people that tell you to put a mask on and to put masks on your children and to lock down your businesses and churches. The very same people. He considers the sky to be falling because babies are now going to live by the thousands. To him, the sky is falling. The world is coming apart because people get to live. And they're the ones who say that they are the conveyors and the purveyors of life. They're so concerned about three to four million people that have died of COVID, allegedly, according to the CDC, according to the World Health Organization, that are all really part of the WEH, the World Economic Forum, and part of the CCP anyway. I don't believe their numbers is what I'm saying. I know people have died of COVID, but I don't believe their numbers. But they allege that three to four million people have died of COVID worldwide. There's eight billion people worldwide and there's 60 million babies died of abortion worldwide this year. And these people claim to be for life. We want you to vaccinate to save people's lives. These are the people that talk about lives. All right, here's more from Tubin. Play it for me. We're permitted to live. Jeffrey Tubin's going to have to do that. But Jeffrey Tubin is an abortion supporter, not just in theory. He tried to pay off his mistress to kill his child and his mistress wouldn't do it. Now he's got the child and he's going to have to look that kid in the eye someday if he has a relationship with that kid and explain why he tried to kill that baby and why he still supports the, the, the right, quote unquote, of people to kill babies just like him all over the country. CNN's legal analyst, Jeffrey Tubin, is really upset about the new Texas pro-life law. It, 
because he supports the abstract right to abortion and also because he has tried to pay to procure abortions himself. According to this law, if he, if he did what he has done in Texas, he could be sued for at least $10,000 plus attorney fees. So he's got a real personal interest here in making sure that these babies don't get to live. And now he's going after the court. He's trying to sway the court. And so he goes on television and he says, look, the institutional reputation of the court is at stake here. Here we are on September 1st, the first day since 1973 when a state has been able to ban abortion. 1973 is the year of Roe v. Wade. And the Supreme Court has said nothing. They have allowed the second most famous opinion of the last hundred years after Brown v. Board of Education to essentially be violated, be, be overrun, but they haven't even said a word about it, which strikes me as a real blow against the Supreme Court's institutional reputation, aside from the issue of whether this law is right or wrong. All right, well, I guess we're back on me. <laughs> you guys, I can't hear you, just so you know. You guys need to be talking louder. I can't hear you when we're coming back on. So here you go. Now, I want to say this about Roe v. Wade because he talks about Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was based in six lies. I won't go over all six tonight. But remember, the defendant in that Roe was allegedly raped. She was not raped. She was procured by the Democratic Party to lie under oath saying that she was raped. She was not raped. Also, the Democratic Party alleged that there was a thousand times, a thousand times more backyard or back alley abortions than there truly ever was. Those are two of the lies, and there's four others. I won't go over all of them tonight. But you need to remember Roe v. Wade was based on Democratic Party lies. They lie all the time. That's what they do. They, they are liars just like their father, the devil, who is a liar from the beginning, a murderer from the beginning. His native language is lying, and, it, and he is the father of all lies. That's what they do. Remember, Trump said that, you know, there's going to, there's, there's a, there's money on the heads of Russian bounties on the heads of American soldiers. That was a bold-faced lie put out by the Atlantic. Also, there were, you know, the Trump said that dead soldiers were losers. That was a bold-faced lie by the Democratic Party. That Trump did something illegal with the president of Ukraine. That was a bold-faced lie by Alexander Vidman, the whistleblower. Bold-faced lie from the Democratic Party. Trump colluded with Russia. Russia, bold-faced lie from the Democratic Party. Human beings are not human beings if they're inside of another Another human being, another bold-faced lie from the Democratic Party. You should really care about abortions, by the way, more than just about anything else, maybe more than anything else, because their human lives to the tune of 60 million worldwide per year are killed in the womb, in the womb, in the birth canal, maybe just outside the womb if you're in Virginia under Ralph Northam, right? You should really, really care about the Why is this not preached from the pulpit? from art churches and from evangelical churches. Why is it that black pastors in America don't preach this when the number one cause of death in the black community is caused by the Democratic Party planting Planned Parenthood offices on every corner of every urban center in America? Why is it not talked about when Hillary Clinton was a devout follower of Margaret Sanger? Why is that not talked about that Bill Gates, his father, was on the first board of Planned Parenthood, a founding member of Planned Parenthood, a man who wants to lower the earth's population using vaccines. Are these things tied together? Absolutely. They want to abort people in the womb. They want to abort people outside of the womb using vaccines to do it. All right. Paul Gozar tweet. 
These people are protesting vaccine mandates, I think. These are when he's making fun of something right here. Paul Gozar, somebody you desperately need to follow, somebody who actually gets things done on Capitol Hill. These women are protesting the Texas law. They're protesting the Texas law that was just passed. Play it for me for just a minute. All right, back to me. Now, of course, my first bit of it, yeah, just leave a play right next to me. My first bit of advice is mix in a salad. But second of all, second of all, here's the thing. My body is my choice. These same people right here will tell you they will get, they will try to mandate that you vaccinate. For them, you can kill this. Here's the thing about it. Here, here's the thing when it comes down to my body, my choice, right? Their cho- choice absolutely kills a person, right? If, if you want to just make a very simplistic argument, well, my choice not to be vaccinated could potentially kill somebody at a 0.1% chance. Me not being vaccinated against a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, and there's a lot of nuance here, but just for the ease of argument, me not getting vaccinated, I could possibly expose somebody to a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. So odds are nobody dies because of my body, my choice, but Somebody dies every single time because of their, my body, my choice, right? Not to mention that the vaccinated actually shed way more virus, have 250 times the viral load of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic currently of the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. But I digress for just a moment because right now we're in Texas. All right, lifenews.com tweet. Governor Christy Nome wants South Dakota to follow Texas and ban abortions. That's how we start. There needs to be three. There needs to be at least three. There should be others, but because we have horrible governors in both uh, uh, Mississippi and Alabama, I can't count on them. And and You know, you never know about Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp occasionally will just pop in and come through out of nowhere. So maybe Georgia, you know, you never know. Maybe Tennessee. Come on, let's get going. Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Florida. You got Christy Gnomes already on board. She's already on board. She wants to do what Texas did. All you got to do is make it all civil. You don't even need to. You don't even need to enforce it. There's no abortion police. All you're doing is saying you get an abortion, unlawful abortion. You are open to civil liability with a minimum of a ten thousand dollar civil liability loss. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's all you got to think about all the babies that will be alive. If, get, if, if Ron DeSantis, Christy Gnomes, you know, some of the others, Brian Kemp, some other people. Listen, I'm no big fan of Brian Kemp, but again, occasionally he does some good things. Occasionally. And when he does, we need to say something about it. Come on, come through. Come through. Let's save these babies' lives. You know, I don't know who the governors are in some of these other states. Come on, Utah. Come on, Wyoming. Come on, Montana. Let's get this going and let's save some lives. Listen, I'll tell you, God Almighty, the mighty God of Israel likes it. Before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. He likes it when you save babies' lives. Thou shalt not take a human life. Right out of the Ten Commandments. No Surrender 200 video. Listen to this. What is the plan? Oh, we're jumping back now. Back to Afghanistan. Back to Afghanistan. What is the plan to evacuate Americans from Afghanistan? Play it for me. We will work through any American who's still in the country, just as we did for the last two weeks. We'll call them. We'll email them. We'll WhatsApp them. They can talk to us about how to create a plan and execute on that plan. 
And I was told tonight by one prominent senator, and I, it's been confirmed by others, it's not 2,000 or 5,000 Afghans. They have the intel, over 10,000 at least, uh, the, that, that are now set to be murdered. They will be killed one by one. They will be tracked down. They know who they are. They even have biometrics to identify them. They don't just have biometrics, Sean. The Russians are helping them with geofencing. So anytime um, a call uh, is made and that number pops up on the net, the Russians are able to locate it precisely and hand that to the Taliban. They're also working with Chinese hackers. They're using British technology that was supplied to the Pakistani ISI by the British. The Taliban, main, and this is actually well known, the Taliban mainly use WhatsApp for servers for their communications. So you hear Jake Sullivan say here, you know, our plan is to use WhatsApp, email, or call them. Well, the Taliban's primary source of communication is WhatsApp, and the Russians are actually doing geofencing on them. So the worst thing you can do is exactly what Jake Sullivan is doing. And who's, who's covered with all of this? Both the thousands, and they say hundreds, I don't believe it. Thousands of Americans that are left and tens of thousands of our Afghan allies, people that were interpreters, people that helped us in many ways that are left there that we should have guaranteed their safety. They're left there. And Jake Sullivan is using the primary source of Taliban communication, the most easily tracked source of communication for the Taliban is what they're using to communicate with these people along with the Russians help. Again, you have to ask, is Jake Sullivan treasonous? Or incompetent. It's not a good decision. There's there's really no good choice there. That A B decision is not good. Maybe you can go with a C of all of the above. But other than that, it's not a good. There's no good choice there. But with this level of incompetent, I mean, who leaves Americans behind? The, all the things the Democrats do. You have to ask. When have I ever seen this before? When in your life? I'm 52 years old, almost 53 in a couple days, and I've never seen. A, an election shut down in the middle of the night ever happened this year happened in 2020 strange i've never seen americans desert their allies i've never and even another step up i've never seen americans desert americans when has this ever happened before and how did they get away with it a compliant capitulating media that's how all right emerald robinson tweet Multiple sources have confirmed to me that the main obstacle to rescuing American citizens from Afghanistan is our own State Department. So again, we have to ask, is this incompetence or is this treason? Why, why would the State Department be standing in the way of us evacuating Americans? You've heard we have a new modern-day Pineapple Express made up of American war veterans that are going over there using their own funds and raising funds by the millions of dollars to rescue Americans. Do you know that the Biden administration advised all military bases to not allow them to land there? So you have private Americans going in and risking their lives trying to save Americans and Afghan allies. What's happening is, is you've got former like Green Berets and Marines and people like that going over there and trying to, uh, to, uh, to rescue their comrades that they fought with, the thousands that have been left over. Remember the ones that they're on the list that Biden gave to the Taliban that are, that are biometric material, biometric um 
technology as was left to the Taliban where they can use facial recognition and retina scanning to identify who they are that was left to the Taliban. So Biden left them a list and the way to track them with biometric technology, right? That's what, that's what happened. So, the, so these American soldiers are going over trying to rescue these people at their own expense and put out by Joe Biden. Joe Biden put out to all of our bases to not allow them to land there. Why would this be? Why would this be? We have to ask. And when in Republicans, when you get back in power in 2022, don't you dare say, don't you do it. Don't you say, well, we got to let the past be in the past. It's time to move on. No, it's not. You need to go back to Benghazi. You need to go back to why Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete 30,000 subpoenaed emails. You got to go back to Alexander Vindman and the crimes that he committed. You got to go back to the crimes of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Anthony Blinken. You got to go back to the crimes of Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, and General McKinsey. You've got to go back and check why it was that Joe Biden said that Americans going over to rescue Americans and American allies were not allowed to land at American bases. Find out why. Could it be it's because everything is set up to, to benefit the CCP? The Chinese Communist Party that put $1.5 billion in Hunter Biden's back pocket when he flew over on Air Force Two with daddy to secure the deal in Beijing. Should that question be asked? Oh, those are all just right wing conspiracy theories. Are you, really, are you sure? Because the incompetence shows that it's not. And why are the same people? I've, I've named them the Benghazi bros. Susan Rice, Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, and Jake Sullivan all saw the Holocaust at Benghazi. 13 hours where they said they couldn't rescue them for 13 hours. And hour one, they said they couldn't rescue them, not knowing if it was going to go 13 hours, 17 hours, 27 hours, 48 hours. They had no idea. And they just said, we have no time. All went to bed and left all of our people to die. For no reason. Again, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds familiar. Just like at Abbey Gate. At Harmi Karzide Airport, Abbey Gate. Well, they knew they were all going to die there too. They didn't care. They didn't do a daggum thing about it, just like they did at, at Benghazi, because it's not them. They don't care. They hate human beings. You, listen, you got to go back to the root cause of it all. They, they will slaughter the unborn, then they will slaughter your Marine son or daughter. They don't care. Donald Trump does. Many in the Republican Party do, and many in the Republican Party are spineless worms too, though. Never forget that. All right, Chad Gilmartin tweet. Americans left behind. All U.S. troops are now out of Afghanistan, but hundreds of Americans were not evacuated. Never, ever thought I'd ever see that in my life. If it was up to the in individual Marine grunt on the ground, they would never leave an American behind. They're ordered to do it. Hundreds of Americans were not evacuated. I think it's more than that. On August 19th, President Biden promised U.S. troops would stay in Afghanistan until all Americans are out. President Biden broke his word and stranded Americans. Hey, Will, let's go right to the RNC research video. Play it again for me. Hundreds of Americans who wanted to leave and thousands of lawful permanent residents of the United States and countless Afghan allies have been left behind. And if there are American forces, if there's American citizens left, we're gonna stay till we get them all out. 
Oh, so there he was, Joe Biden. If there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Where are, well, are there American citizens left? Well, here's Central Command Commander General McKinsey estimates that a number of Americans left behind in Afghanistan is, is around the uh, low 200s. I think he said the low 100s. Play it for me. Did not have a lot of time for reflection. I'm sure I will do that in the future. But right now, I'm pretty much consumed with the, with the operational task at hand. That's a good question, and I, and I am going to be thinking about that in the days ahead. Your message to Americans and Afghan allies who were left behind? So the military phase of this operation has ended. The diplomatic sequel to that will now begin. And I believe our Department of State is going to work very hard to allow any American citizens that are left. And we think the citizens that were not brought out number in the low, very low hundreds. Uh, I believe that we're going to work... How can the how can the military phase of the operation be over when Americans are still there? That makes absolutely no sense. Don't try to make sense out of it. It makes no sense. That's like saying the scoreboard is, you know what? My opponent has 16 and I have 10 and I won. What is he talking about? It makes no sense to say your military operation is over when you've abandoned uh, uh, American citizens and your own allies on the ground when you're perfectly capable of getting them out. It makes absolutely no sense. So really, is, is, is um, General McKenzie actually telling the truth about the numbers of people that were there that have been left, the number of Americans that have been left? Glenn Beck says no. Play it for me. Now they're saying only 240 Americans are left. That is a lie. That is a lie. I have more than 240 requests from people coming into our email. They're saying, please, can you help us get out? It's a lie. Well, they are saying, Glenn, there's only 240 who want to leave. Yeah. The others just are locked Maybe I should, into Taliban rule. They should, I, should I forward the emails? Or do you <laughs> think those, the list of those people will be falling into the hands of the Taliban so they can be rounded up and killed as well? It's sick. Not in my entire life that I know of did our country openly, openly... Take the wrong side. Openly took the wrong side. Again, this has to be investigated. We have to find out why everything that Joe Biden does benefits the CCP. We have to find it out. There is no moving on from here. I know right now everything will be blocked by the what nine-person majority in the House of Representatives. It doesn't matter because Nancy Pelosi's tenure, her time draw, her time is running out. Her time is coming to an end. She she her time of being Speaker of the House is coming to an end, very very soon. And when it does, it is time to take action on these things. I don't care. It's not our job to to legislate. It's not our job to conduct hearings all the time. Yes, it is. By the way, that's all the Democrats have done since 2018 is two impeachments. One time when Trump was out of office against something. Never seen that before. Never seen Americans abandoned on the foreign field. and Never seen somebody impeached after they left office. Democrats know no bounce. Listen, you got to kick them in the teeth. You got to hit them just the way that they are hitting you. You just don't lie like they do. Just do it with the truth. Emily Miller tweet. 
FYI, site rep on the U on the four U.S. citizens, one mother and three children from last night. They made it all the way to the North Gate, past all cordons. No easy feat. Told no U.S. citizens allowed to enter airport. Instead, told to think about preparing for months of waiting. Notice the date. That's just three days ago. Three days ago. Not allowed. Makes it all the way to the gate of the airport. Told no. And again, we heard from Emerald Robinson earlier that the greatest obstacle to Americans actually making it back to America from Afghanistan is our own State Department, run by Anthony Blinken, who doesn't want to do anything but party out in the Hamptons. Marina Medved video last night, dozens and dozens of U.S. citizens went to the airport. The gates never opened. Those U.S. citizens were left. Play it for me. The Pentagon said today the vast majority of those who wanted to get out did get out. That's not our promise. Our promise is not about vast majority. Was that a failure? It was a failure, and it was also a misstatement. Uh, last night, dozens and dozens of U.S. citizens went to the airport. They were called to go there, and the gates never opened. Uh, those U.S. citizens were left hanging this morning, circling the gates, circling the airport, unable to do much of anything. Uh, that isn't the promise that Americans expect. We also haven't even begun to talk about the green card holders. These are American citizens who some of them put in their paperwork during COVID, but don't have the official paperwork back. There are probably, by our estimates, 5,000 U.S. citizen green card green card holders, excuse me, and special immigration visa holders did, that did not get out. And, and this idea that they were given every opportunity or somehow a large number of them uh, voted to stay is just not the case. It's undermined by the facts that they were circling the airport last night. It's great to see Shepard Smith have a moment where he said, that's not the promise. The majority getting out is not the promise. Listen to what she just said there. Maria uh, Medved, you know, 5,000 at least green card holders, which are really American citizens, just left, just left. And you have the CENTCOM commander, General McKenzie, who's in charge of this entire evacuation, says the, mil the military phase of this operation is over. How? How can that be? How can you leave Americans and green card holders and allies by the thousands to be killed with a list that you gave them? With, with the technology, the biometric technology that you gave them so they can scan their retina and scan their facial features and identify them. How is the military operation over? This is why, again, you don't wear a mask. You don't close your church. You don't, you don't capitulate to liars because be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows. That shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. When you abide in lies, you elect liars into the Oval Office. That's what happened here, American church. So all the, the pastors out there that are now hating on Joe Biden and justifiably so, but... You were the ones that strapped masks on and locked down your churches that caused him to be elected, patriot pastor. And you still haven't repented yet. All the pastors out there that have just reopened your churches, have you noticed that your churches stink now and they're unanointed now? It's because God's word simply says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name should humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You're not going to have your church healed by pretending you never closed. 
You did close. I don't care if it was for a week. I don't care if it was for a day. I don't care if you put just mitigations and kept your church open while you sat in your COVID clumps and your lawn chairs that people had to bring from outside the church because your church chairs were allegedly infected, infected by butts that had COVID on them. I don't care whatever stupid thing you did, but listen, I've done lots of stupid crap in my life and I've needed to repent. Why don't you? Maybe, maybe we'll turn this whole country around if the evangelical community will stop pretending that they didn't turn their back on the word of God and close their churches. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is bound and is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases right from Isaiah in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, Psalm 103.3. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it, John 14.14. I could go on and on and on. You never needed to close your church, let alone for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, which was just verified again from the latest Stanford study. People from the ages of zero to 65 years of old, their post-infection survival rate is 99.96 and above. Zero to 60, it's 99.9 and above. What are you doing closing your churches? For the brown shirts to come knocking and do whatever they want with their vaccine passports and their well health safety seals and their forced masks and their forced vaccinations and their, their, max, their vaccine uh, mandates, their vaccine passports. That's what the American church and the church worldwide has ushered in. Instead of ushering in the spirit of God, they've ushered in the spirit of the Antichrist. Don't you see it, COVID caving pastor? Turn from your wicked ways. Don't you, don't you see that the European Union, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without the mark of the beast? Oh, I'm sorry, without a vaccine passport, which Canada's up next to do. New York City's already doing it. Can't you see it? Rush, listen, Russia did. Russia's better than the American evangelical church. They saw this vaccine passport thing wasn't working and got rid of it. So did Denmark. Do you know that? My wife told me, make sure you get to the good news. Well, there's good news for you. Russia was all full of vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. You couldn't buy, sell, trade. Oh, yeah, throw that in there, guys. Thank you. There's Russia. Is Russia under Putin moving toward greater freedom while the United States under Biden and the Democrats moves towards greater tyranny? Read the bottom. Putin has banned forcing Russians to get vaccinated and firing them for refusing to get vaccinated. What are we doing? Exactly the opposite. Firing people for not getting vaccinated and forcing people to get vaccinated. Can't buy, sell, trade, or tra travel without getting vaccinated, right? Happening all over the place. They're trying to do it through private companies right now. Right? Don't, don't want to come on, Tom. You know, I know the verse. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. That hasn't happened. Oh, really? It only took us a year and a half to get to where we are now. All right, back to Afghanistan. Breaking news. Sebastian Gorka. Biden is blocking the rescue of over 86 Americans. Biden is blocking it. Play it for me. Okay, guys. Uh, no fancy studio. No teleprompter. I don't have time for that. This is incredible. This is breaking news from a friend of mine. Um, 
I'll just say he was involved in counterterrorism issues in the GWAT. Uh, he has organized a private mission to fly U.S. citizens still trapped in Afghanistan to safe harbor. 86 AMSETs, 86 U.S. citizens that Biden left behind. He has been instructed by the State Department that it cannot happen, and we have evidence that the State Department Antony Blinken's State Department, Biden's State Department, is telling nations of the region not to allow rescue flights to land in their countries. I'm going to go to the uh, email he sent me. This is from the State Department. So bear with me, guys. This is too important. While the State Department is appreciative of all efforts to assist in the relocation efforts out of Afghanistan, it is the responsibility of these private organizations in conjunction with charter companies to make their own arrangements for the travel, including support for the groups at the arrival location destination. If any point of guidance changes, we will try to keep you posted. Our lily pad locations, these are the ones that we use to get our troops out, cannot accept any additional personnel from non-USG flights, meaning non-US government flights. Any individuals flying out on private charters and seeking asylum in permission or permission to enter the US are advised to report to a US embassy or consulate and apply for a visa. Okay, let's translate this into non-government garbage lingo. US citizens are not being allowed to fly out of Afghanistan on commercial flights or private flights. Back to me. All right, so there you go. Block. They can't even go into any airport. And then what does the State Department tell them to do? In Afghanistan, report to an embassy? What embassy? The embassy was lost. It's a Democratic Party president tradition. You had Jimmy Carter lose the embassy in Tehran. Iran, Tehran, Iran, Tehran, Iran. Then you had Barack Obama lose the embassy in Benghazi, and now you had Joe Biden lose the embassy in Kabul. It's American tradition. What embassy are they supposed to go to? You see how these people are? Anthony Blinken? He's evil. He's a liar and he's evil. Here's another one. The next revolution video. Sarah Carter details the harrowing story of an American family trapped at the Taliban checkpoint in Afghanistan. We'll play it briefly. Play it for me. But it is an American family. I can't tell you how many Americans are going to be left behind. They were trapped at a Taliban checkpoint. They were trying to get through the checkpoint that this White House said people would be able to get through to get to the airport for evacuation. They had guns pointed at their faces. They were told that they were not allowed to pass through. They have small children. They went ahead and they even videotaped themselves as a record of proof in case something happens to them. That record mm -hmm. of proof went to Congressman Mike Garcia's office. Mike Garcia's office, of course, the people there have been working diligently along with Senator Tom Cotton's office and others like Michael Waltz to get people out. People like Morgan Ortegas, who have been involved in what we call the digital Dunkirk uh, to rescue people. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people are being left behind. So there's another example. Go to the Adam uh, Credo tweet, Will. There we go. Scoop Biden administration probed for blocking Americans. The, the Biden administration is being probed for blocking Americans. The Biden administration is being probed for blocking Americans from entering Kabul airport. 
Treason or incompetence? Incompetence would not cover blocking Americans. So which one is it? Treason. Senator Ron Johnson receiving reports that contradict the Biden administration's narrative and are troubling to say the least. Let's go to the next one. Laura Logan video trapped outside the airport in Kabul. Like so many others, women in Afghanistan plead, uh, plead for help. Play this for me. President, please save us. Please. President Biden, President of the United States, please save us. Save us our families. Please save us our lives. We don't know what to do there. Please help us. Please help our families. We don't know we are in danger. It is many days that we are outside the HKIA and we didn't get access. What should we do? Please save us. So there you go. These are our allies. What, what, this is Joe Biden's Afghanistan. Just leave them there. If you can butcher a baby in the womb, then you can butcher humanity outside of the womb. It's as simple as that. It really is. It is the Bible. Whatever you sow is coming out of the ground. It's exactly what's happening right before your very eyes. Breitbart News. Here we go. Our government didn't do this. We did what we should do as Americans. This is the modern day Pineapple Express. ABC renew, reported on Friday, moving after nightfall and near pitch black darkness in extreme and extremely dangerous conditions. The group said it worked unofficially in tandem with the United States military and U.S. Embassy to move people, sometimes one person at a time or in pairs, but rarely more than a small bunch inside the wire of the U.S. military controlled side of the Harmi Kazai International National airport. So this was prior to everybody pulling out. So you had private citizens, again, retired military prior to this. This isn't the Pineapple Express yet. So I, I, I digress for just a moment. These are people that were doing this at their own self-risk before they closed the airport, getting Americans there. Let's go to the next one. Terry Green tweet. CNN's Calista War reports on a Texas family. Let's just go it's all over the place. They had been going to the airport for weeks trying desperately to get out. Desperately to get out. They all have American. Remember what Senator Ron Johnson just said. We are probing the Biden administration to find out why they were purposely not letting them into the airport. They all have American passports. They couldn't get past the Taliban. Play it for me. Well, how crushing do you think this moment is uh, for the, let's say, 250 Americans and so many others, thousands of Afghans, uh, who were still desperate to try to get out. I think it's absolutely crushing. Of course, Wolf. I spoke earlier on in the day with a family of four from Houston, Texas. They told me they had been going to the airport for two weeks, trying desperately to get out. They all have American passports. They had gone to Afghanistan to visit the mother's family. And essentially, the issue was they couldn't get past the Taliban. They were in touch with the U.S. military. The military was trying to facilitate their departure. So why couldn't they get past? This is, a, this is the Biden administration. For weeks, these people are going up to the gates. And they and what the Biden administration comes out and lies and said, we do it and did all that we could do. And anybody who really wanted to get out, they got out. These people were coming up to the gates for weeks and were turned back. Here's another one for you. This is, I don't even try the, it's Fanu Malat, I believe, video. I am a U.S. citizen. This, uh, this is a guy whose family's, a family left behind in Afghanistan. They can't get out. Play it for me. Working as an interpreter for the U.S. military is considered a great crime for the Taliban. 
the interpreter and his family are sentenced to death. I, as a former interpreter who worked for the U.S. Army, came through the SIV program and I'm a U.S. citizen now, but my family members are being left behind in Afghanistan, hiding somewhere and at risk of being slaughtered by the Taliban at any moment. I'm very disappointed by the U.S. government that did not help to evacuate my family and many other people at risk. I want to ask President Biden and the U.S. government to create a way and evacuate my family and many people at risk. Thank you. So there you have a former translator with an SIV passport, a special immigration visa, who's now actually an American citizen saying, what about my family members? who are also interpreters, who are also serving the United States military that have been left behind by Joe Biden. And the CENTCOM commander, McKenzie, says the military part of this operation is over? You left your translators behind. How's it over? And again, incompetence or treason? Laura Seligman tweet. Scoop U.S. officials gave the Taliban a list of names of U.S. citizens, green card holders, green card holders. Who was that man just describing? This family with, who are green card holders. They're on the Taliban's list. And Afghan allies to grant entry into the outer perimeter of the city's airport, prompting outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. I know this is a little bit dated. It's about six, seven days old. But I just wanted you to remember, in conjunction with that video that we just saw from a former translator that worked in Afghanistan and his family, who are also translators, who are green card holders, are on Joe Biden's list that he handed to the Taliban and said, here's all the Americans still here. And here's all of our allies still here. And the and and General McKenzie says that the military operation is over, and he left them all there with biometric computer capabilities, with biometric abilities to scan people's eyes and determine who they are. Left, by, left in Bagram Airport, part of the $90 billion that was left behind by Joe Biden, making the Taliban the 26th largest army on the planet. Slightly large, slightly smaller than Germany, slightly larger than Italy. Right? I mean, is it incompetence? Isn't it strange? Isn't it strange that the Taliban is thinking of renaming themselves the People's Liberation Army? Isn't that odd? Strange, isn't it? All right, let's go to the next one. A Brie a Bri Dial, something like that. Brie Dial, I'll say that. Exclusive Taliban combatants sent audio recording to Afghan civilian allies. We received every single list of the Americans. Should we gather all of them and kill them, hang them, or expose them to the public, or stone them to death? What should we do? That's just the Taliban communicating back and forth with each other. Great job, Joe Biden. They got your list. Great job, Joe Biden. Treason or incompetence? We must find out. Let's go to this one. Sheep, uh, veteran Sheepdogs of America update. Our efforts of rescuing has expanded to 46 military working. And now we are, these are military dogs. And now we are co coordinating with our contacts and flights to get the dogs and rescue people out of Kabul at the same place here. This is the modern day Pineapple Express trying to rescue people and dogs. And listen, I don't want to hear the Democratic Party bull crap about these weren't military dogs. These were rescued dogs that were rescued and then trained by both our military and the Afghan army. There they are right there in cages, being kept alive by merciful people dropping water into their cages as they, as they starve to death or, or um, die of thirst or die of, of heat stroke. 
Luckily, there's some merciful people right next to one of our helicopters, one of our Black Hawk helicopters right there that is left behind. These are dogs that they rescued, put into human hands, and you know how dogs are. They're attached to those people. And now what they're seeing is these same dogs, highly trained, are just wandering Kabul airport. Great job, Joe Biden. And by the way, great job, American church, for capitulating to COVID, to the COVID tyranny and allowing Joe Biden to ever be elected in the first place. Well, let's do a few more minutes of fury on the vaccine, shall we? This is an ivory back. So we're leaving Afghanistan again, and now we're going back to vaccines. This is an ivory hacker video. This is about a 16-year-old named Ernesto Ramirez. Play it for me. This vaccine was safe and 100% effective. And I kept hearing more advertisement about, yeah, it was safe for the teenagers. So I said, okay. He was running and he just collapsed, you know. Did you know that the vaccine was still being no, studied? Not really. I believe what they were saying. Two, three weeks later, CDC started announcing children having large hearts. A typical heart weighs for a boy this age would be less than 250 grams. In this case, it was more than 500 grams. It was more than twice enlarged. How many deaths associated with COVID-19 vaccines have happened in Hidalgo County? None. I did call the health department to see what they've done subsequently. Yeah. Yes, D, what'd you find out about that kid? He didn't show in the intro. We can't find him. We had all these sheets and stuff that we oh, needed to do. Oh, just trying to process trying to, yeah, the paperwork. I mean, we were, we were, so he, he could have slipped through the cracks. I should have been so ignorant. I need to yell, I need to fight, I need to do something. His life was worth much more than what the government or anybody else think. Yeah, you didn't listen, 16 year old. What's the, what's the latest study? From Ioannidis coming out of Stanford, the most documented scientist on the planet, the latest Ioannidis Ivers study out of Stanford. What was what was Ernesto Ramirez's chance of dying of COVID post-infection? Even catching it is odd, is, is unusual catching it. Believe it or not, everybody thinks everybody's had COVID. Listen, millions and millions of Americans have, but really more than half Americans have it. So I'm talking about after he catches it. What's his odds of dying of it? His post-infection survival rate is 99.997%. He's 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. And I guarantee you, Ernesto Ramirez never got a flu vaccination his entire life, which again, do absolutely nothing. You cannot vaccinate against an ever-mutating virus. He ended up with a giant enlarged heart that was almost three times its normal size. For what? And I hate to say this, I really do, but the people carrying his casket were all masked. You're still capitulating. You listen to these people over and over and over again. Mask, vaccinate, lockdown. None of it does anything. The, op the, the exact opposite is what works. Everything that's all, it's like George Costanza from St Seinfeld. If everything that I've ever done doesn't work, then the opposite must work. They tell you to lock down. They tell you to get into your house where 76% of all COVID cases are caught. They tell you to mask where you end up breathing in your own latent viruses and bacteria. They tell you to take a vaccination that at minimum has killed 13,000 Americans, minimum 32,000 out of Brazil. And you have the Thomas Rents lawsuit that alleges in another vein, because remember there's 11 veins that feed, that feed the VAERS report. 
the vaccine adverse effects report coming out of the CDC. They're only reporting on one or two of those 11 reporting veins. Strange, isn't it? How the CDC numbers always back up their narrative. But they're leaving out up to nine veins that feed that report. One of those veins has another 45,000 deaths. That's the Thomas Rents federal lawsuit backed up by a signed sworn affidavit and a witness. A whistleblower. Facts. Look it up. Thomas Rents. You'll see it. Jeffrey Hirschfield, MD tweet. A 3,000% increase in in expected teenage male myocarditis, that's the enlargement of the heart, cases are observed following what? Joe Biden's glorious COVID-19 vaccination, and by the way, Donald Trump's vaccination. He's still urging people. First time he's ever been booed in the history of all of his events, all of his rallies. He got booed recently and hard for saying everybody should get vaccinated. Following the COVID-19 vaccination. Strange how that works, isn't it? Caution, the actual cases are likely a gross underestimate based on a baseline myocarditis rates in the USA and the limited number of doses in this group. All right, let's go to the next one. Kurt Weiler tweet. This is why I stopped watching college football. You're like, Tom, what, are you going to stop watching everything? I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to help these people cave to tyranny. I'm not going to help these people usher in tyranny. I'm not going to help these people bend their knee and cooperate with tyranny or comply with tyranny by, by watching FSU play football. It may not happen in time for the season opener against Notre Dame, but Mike Norvell said today, that over 90% of the FSU football roster has started the process of becoming fully vaccinated. Oh, congratulations of vaccinating men in their prime who have absolutely no chance of dying of COVID. Great. Let's, let's, again, it makes absolutely no sense what they tell you to do. Lockdown, run to where you catch it, and to take a vaccination for people who have no chance of dying of it. Again, these people lie from the beginning. They're murderers from the beginning. Where do you get those verses, Tom? John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. Quote them all the time on this program. It's on purpose. Let's go to the next one. We did that Russian one. Just skip to the next one. Will, there you go. Daniel Horowitz, awesome job. Took less than a month. Remember, this is how it always works. Oh, Tom, you know, we're not at Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That, that's not going to happen. Well, it only took less than a month for Israel to go from suggesting the new third vaccine booster to now mandating the vaccine booster. And, you know, 53% of all of Israel's COVID-19 hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. Let me say it again. 53% of Israel's hospital, those that are hospitalized for COVID-19 are fully vaccinated people. And now they want to fax you again. But it's all about your health, COVID-caving pastor, right? COVID-caving Christian, super quarantine mom. All about your health. I'm staying home to save lives. You know, to, together, alone together. The new normal. For what? All you are, all you are is a cooperator with tyrants. You're not a lover of humanity, COVID-caving Christian. You're not a lover of humanity. You're a lover of tyranny. You're a lover of lies. 
Why would you go and get a booster when more than half of your COVID-19 hospitalizations are from people who are fully vaccinated to begin with? Why is that? Why would you why would you give people a booster shot when people who are fully vaccinated carry 250 times the viral load of the unvaccinated? Why would you do that? Why would you continue to put why would you continue to put boosters and vaccines in people when it's now been proven that the boosters and the vaccines are causing the mutations? Where's that proof, Tom? Well, it comes right out of India. Where did the Delta, the the horrible Black Plague 3 Delta variant come from? It came, it was remember when it was originally called? What it was originally called? It was called the Indian variant, remember? Well, why is it that nobody's dying of the Delta variant in Israel when nobody, when only 7% of the population has been vaccinated? Because the vaccination caused the Delta variant. And they didn't keep on vaccinating people and creating more variants or more of the Delta variant. That's why it basically has left their country and settled in right here where they have half of America vaccinated and it just keeps getting worse and worse more cases and more cases and more cases because more and more people are vaccinated causing the mutation called delta there's another one out right now called mu mu is the new variant that's out facts all right fauci's wife i want to remember this is the uh, cernovich tweet i'm gonna set it up with this remember now who's fauci's wife Anthony's Fauci's wife is named a woman by the name of Christine Grady. She is the head of the NIH's bioethics division. So she works for the same outfit as Anthony Fauci, but she's in charge of approving or disproving FDA drugs, including what? The Pfizer vaccine, the BioNTech vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccines. The FDA doesn't approve squat, folks. They contracted out to Anthony Fauci's wife at the NIH. You guys are awesome. Bioethics. There she is. That's who's in charge. And by the way, let me just put this out again for everybody. Hey, put her picture side by side with me, would you? Just so I can keep referring to her. By the way, I just want to put it. Can you do side by side or no? Is it too big? Okay, just leave it. Don't use it then. So here we go. So here's the thing. I want you to, I want to remember something. We have, it on a, we have it on a tweet too, but don't worry about it. They want you to remember something. There is no approved FDA COVID-19 vaccination that's available to anybody in the United States or the world. Everybody aware of that? What Christine Grady actually approved what's call, is what is called Comerity, which was created by BioNTech, which is an arm of Pfizer. It is not the current Pfizer vaccine. She approved Comerity. That is the FDA-approved drug. My friend's doctor, who she just went to the doctor with her kids yesterday, she said that the doctor was trying to push vaccines on her and said the, this is now an FDA-approved vaccination. No, it's not. It's not an approved, it is, unless it's Comerity, which is not available to that doctor or any other doctor in the world, unless that's what he's pushing. The only drug that this woman approved is Comerity, which is not available to anybody. And this doctor, who I know personally, is saying to somebody, this, this is now FDA approved, he's either galactically incompetent or morally treasonous. There is no FDA-approved vaccination. I, boy, I wish he would have pushed it on me. Bring it on. 
because I'm not destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you're in the military, what is today, the second? 13 days from now, you're going to be mandated to take a vaccine, according to Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley and Joe Biden. You need to look them in the eye and say, is it comerity? Because the only thing that I'm mandated to take is an FDA-approved vaccination. Not that you're even not, I want to make this clear. I don't think you're mandated to take anything, but according to the military bylaws, the only thing they're allowed to inject you with is an FDA-approved vaccination. The current Pfizer vaccination is not FDA-approved. The only one that is is Comerity, and it is not available to vaccinate you or anybody else in the military. So unless it's Comerity, you need to stand your ground. And even if it is Comerity, don't ever be vaccinated against COVID-19. It's killing people. It's causing capillary blood clotting. It is causing enlarged hearts. It is causing miscarriages. Doctors that I have looked at and I have researched say that it's also causing uh, cancer to, to be prevalent at 20 times the rates that it used to be. We need to be looking at these things. It's a very dangerous thing to take a drug that was created a year and a half ago. When vaccine studies usually take a decade to a decade and a half, you know why? So that women don't miscarry. So you don't have capillary blood clotting. This capillary blood clotting is not just the blood clots that cause people to drop dead. They're forming through S-spike proteins in their capillary level, capillary, capillary level veins. Very small blood clots that accumulate over a zero to seven year period of time. We have no idea, boy, if you've taken it, if you call Jesus your Lord, then you have taken this vaccine. Listen, it's not over. You need to be praying that God heals the damage that was done through that vaccine and leashes all that toxic out of your body. In Jesus' name, you need to be doing that. I'm telling you flat out, you need to be doing it. Republican Party of Arizona, tweet for me. Top FDA officials resign over the push for a third booster shot in light of the Biden administration ramming it through through Anthony Fauci's wife, Christine Grady. You have FDA officials now, top officials are resigning because of it, ramming it through before the FDA has even finished reviewing the data. Why would they do that? If it's all about your health, why would they do it? Come on, COVID caving pastor. COVID caving doctor, uninformed doctor, uninformed Christian, vaccine pushing pastor. What's the, what's the acronym for that? Vaccine pushing pastor, VPP. Why? Why would they do that? Why would they be pushing? Because it's never been about your health from day one. It's been about controlling humanity. Please read your Bible. He wants to mark you, control you, separate you and possibly kill you. Why would you ever take it? CNBC, two senior food and drug administration officials responsible for reviewing COVID-19 vaccine applications are leaving the federal agency this fall. An agency spokesman confirmed Tuesday. Mar Marion Gruber, director of the FDA's office, Mar just Marion Gruber from the FDA, director of the FDA's Office of Vaccines and Research and Review, and Deputy Director Phil Krause will exit. So the Director and Deputy Director of the FDA's Office of Vaccines Research and Review are leaving because Christine Grady, Fauci's wife, jammed through 
the comerity approval, which is not available to anybody to take, and then says, and then you've got Joe Biden, Bill de Blasio, this doctor from yesterday, are now saying that you, you have an approved vaccine. Oh, really, doctor? What's the name of that vaccine that's, that's approved? Ask the doctor that. Ask Joe Biden that. Ask Bill de Blasio that. Ask Gavin Newsom that to say that it's approved. They're liars because they're following their father, the devil. Aaron, a. M. Aaron M. Wren tweet. Union says 30% of UC Medical Center nurses could quit over vaccine mandate. Where is this at? So I'm telling you, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 60% of doctors and nurses are not taking this vaccine. They fired 150 nurses in Houston alone, and that's out of just one medical conglomerate. Nurses are like, nah. Doctors are like, nah. You know why? Because they understand capillary blood clotting and enlarged hearts. They understand it. They know, they know the science behind it. Many doctors do not. They're just pushing a narrative. They're just like the COVID capitulating pastors. Well, we need to follow the experts. What are they an expert at? When you have half of the medical community telling you not to vax and the other half telling you to vax, what makes the vax experts more experts than the non-vax experts? You ever ask yourself that question? Well, the Babylon Bee has the solution for all the boosters. Costco's introducing a new five-gallon family-sized Pfizer vaccine. You can just boost yourself every month. I wanted to show you this in closing tonight. I want you to know, you can just do them side-by-side. Will, and I'll tell you when to switch them out. There you go. This right here, these are teachers in New York. This is not, these are not the Aaron Gidwrights. Look at these right-wing New York City teachers. He's being facetious. These are not right-wing people. These are people saying they are from the left, and they are saying we do not want to be forcefully vaccinated. That We do not want to go under Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandates that we are not allowed to be a teacher anymore if we don't get vaccinated. They are saying no. Switch to the next one. This is Las Vegas. Las Vegas says this is a VB video. They're saying no to vaccine mandates. You are not alone. You're not alone. The major we are the majority. The minority is trying to trick the majority into believing that it's the minority. We are the majority. How do I know? You're like, Tom, no. There's just leave that, let that one keep playing. How do I know? Because they say that half of America has been vaccinated. Well, here's the deal with that. Is that really true? Well, I don't believe it. First of all, we have most 60 to 70 percent of the Hispanic communities rejected the vaccine. Same 60 to 70% of the black community is rejected the vaccine. And 50% of the white community has taken the vaccine. So is it really, are we really the minority? Not to mention all the illegals in this country that are primarily Hispanic that are not taking the vaccine. So are we really the minority? I don't think so. I believe we're the majority. Let's look worldwide. Go to the PND video. This is in Scotland. We are not alone. We're not alone. Look at the size of these crowds. Look at the size. We go to the Silver Fox video. This is in Belfast. Right here, there's Belfast. There we go. Look at all these people. This is, these are not small crowds, everybody. I can show you the ginormous 500,000 people marches in Paris. They didn't have a good views from these. They didn't have good drones, I guess. Well, here's another good one right here. This is, from, this, this, is in a high, this is from a high school in Denver. Go to the next VB. There you go. These are kids outside their high school, walked out and said, you know what? We are done with the masks. 
We're done. And every Christian in America should be saying, I am not going to submit to tyranny. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Back here Saturday night, 1030. We'll also be on TV on the Christian Television Network also. Like and share, like and share. You probably won't be allowed to share, but try it anyway. And then afterwards, share the video when we're not live. Go ahead and offend your friends. All my friends, listen, I've lost a lot of them, gained a lot of them. The friends that I have now are way better than the friends I lost because of COVID. So I'm good. So share. Go ahead and be offensive. It's okay. It's that time now. Love you all. Back here at 1030 Saturday night. God bless. Thank you so much for watching the Tom Lively podcast tonight. We appreciate you tuning in. Mainstream media is no longer reporting honestly about what's going on in and around the world. It is our goal to get the truth and facts out to the people who are tired of hearing the lies of the media. If you enjoyed watching and want to help us make sure it continues, you can invest in the program by going to TomLipley.com and clicking on Give. Thank you so much for watching, and we hope you tune in again. Listen, there's a lot of people that have come to this church from other churches. And they're barely hanging on here. But the reason why they're hanging on is because their old church is dead. This church scares them, but they'd rather have scared than dead. God's in control. No, he's not. You are. You implement the word of God or you don't. God's in charge once you're dead. You're in charge now. Tom, that sounds like, that sounds blasphemous. That's only because you've been taught a wrong doctrine on the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty means above all, not in control of all. If God was in control of all, we wouldn't see what we see. Who's in control of America? The God of the spirit of the air, the devil. Only by Christians taking ground recapturing territory or never surrendering territory to begin with that is the hope of america